Good afternoon. Welcome to the People's Show. Coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech, footwear and orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotic provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Dick Nazar, Randy Janda today on the show. Elon Dom running the show behind the glass. And as always, you, part of the show, the people, 650-650 into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber with three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street. Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver online at dunbarlumber.com uh busy show today randy yeah i'm uh, happy to be back as well yeah. and to, this is the gm show patrick alvin talked today stop, yeah and we got a cup winning gm coming up on the show as well uh minutes away where you're uh, gonna connect with kelly mccrimmon uh vegas golden knights general manager stanley cup winning general manager uh he'll join us in just a moment uh we'll react to patrick patrick alvin had to say as well today we'll get ian mcintyre's thoughts on the second hour uh and you'll have plenty of chances as well uh i mentioned the text lines uh you can grab an open line uh in this in about 25 30 minutes uh 604-280-0650 if uh something patrick alvin said today is on your mind you can share it with us via the phone lines or the text message inbox Joining us now from the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Stanley Cup winner, Kelly McCrimmon. Kelly, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, still getting used to that uh, that introduction of Stanley Cup winner? Yeah, it, uh, it sounds good. I hope that uh, I can do it again one day, but it was uh, pretty exciting and a great honor uh, to be a Stanley Cup uh, winner. And uh, it's been, uh, been an interesting eight days. So what's the last week been like? Have you just been sending uh, selfies with the Stanley Cup to the – other 31 GMs, like in the GM group well, chat. So that's, just, that's just the difference between how old I am and how old you are. I don't think I've ever taken a selfie in my life. So, no, I haven't done that, but I have had lots of text messages to return from uh, people that are uh, happy uh, uh, for us. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of days where we uh, just enjoyed it, and then uh, with the draft coming up, free agency coming up, you need to get – uh, going on uh, on the business at hand, and then uh, of course Saturday was uh, was the parade, so that was a pretty uh, pretty special event as well. It's been a heck of a journey for you from your playing days, coaching, and then your management journey began in 1989 with the Brandon Wheat Kings. Um, as the final few seconds were ticking away on the clock in that game, what was going on in your mind? What were you thinking about? Well, the game ended up being a wide score, and yet it wasn't uh, you know until. Uh, you know, they were going to run out of clock, uh, at least, that uh, you start to think it could happen. And, uh, you know, in the moment, I don't think you're ever quite ready for it. I know I wasn't. And, uh, you know, it's emotional when you see your family, you see the joy on the faces of your players, their families. It's uh, it's pretty special. And, uh, you know, maybe not as much that night, but just sort of as, uh, as you go along, you start to reflect on... Uh, on uh, you know how you got there, how it all came together, and and uh, those types of things. So to your point, uh, you know I've uh, been in the game a long time, and it was uh, you know I've been very fortunate. I've uh, always uh, loved doing what I was doing where I was doing it. So uh, I consider myself really lucky. 
Were there moments, whether it's in the season or, or during the playoff run, or even if I waited till the final, where you thought, okay, this is real, like we can really start to do this, and and it it, it started to manifest amongst everyone that hey, this is a real possibility. Well, in the Western Conference, from the All Star Game till the end of the regular season, uh, there were some teams that got really hot: Edmonton, L.A., uh, Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado came from uh, the back of the pack to finish in first in the Central. Our own team. Uh, played extremely well so we were able to win the division which in turn put us at first in the conference you know when we won our first round against Winnipeg we were staring right at a very good Edmonton Oilers team and I think that uh, you know when we beat Edmonton you're uh, you're halfway there so I think you you know you start to think you you've got a chance you're down to uh, you're down half as many teams you've got eight teams left so that was uh, pardon me four teams left and that was uh, I guess where you start to think about it a little bit but uh, you know, if you're if you're a manager, or a coach, or a person involved uh, with a team, you sure don't get ahead of yourself. And uh, I'm uh, definitely not one of the people that uh, that does. And at that time of year, uh, you know, the the task at hand is always the most important. The biggest game of the year is always the next one. So that was sort of where my thoughts were. And then uh, you know, as, as, as it wraps up and you uh, and you do win, uh, you know, it's what I touched on there earlier. You start to really be appreciative of uh, some of the stops, uh, some of the events along the way and the people that uh, have been part of it. No doubt your team had the star power, but a real strength of your team was also the depth that you built through the organization. I think there's a lot of players that didn't even end up playing too much in the playoffs that would be welcomed with open arms on other teams across the NHL. Uh, When you went to the cup final against Washington and unfortunately lost in that series, was that a learning where you're saying, all right, we just got to load up on death because the playoff journey is such a long one. Was that something that you took from that experience? Well, that was part of it. We, uh, you know, I've said in interviews this uh, last week that that first year was uh, so special. We'll uh, likely be unmatched in terms of an expansion team in any sport having that level of success. And yet when it was all over, uh, we knew we liked winning. We knew we wanted to continue on that path. But I think we also knew that we had, uh, you know, had a magical season that probably wouldn't be sustainable with uh, with the exact same roster. So since that time, we worked uh, to improve it. We went to, a, you know, a conference final uh, two years later. We went to a conference final three years later. When you do that, I think you get a good handle on uh, what works, what you need to win, what a championship team uh, has to look like. And I think we uh, had a real uh, well-defined vision of what uh, we wanted our team to look like and worked hard to uh, to build it that way, and then uh, on top of that, ended up with tremendous depth, which, uh, you know, as you touched on in your question, uh, you know, probably carried the day in terms of why we won. You know, one of the things I, I marveled at in the past uh, handful of years, you know, watching you build the team and, and, and your staff build the team is you've been very consistent in wanting to go out and get stars, right? You, you find a Petrangelo, he's available, a Stone and an Eichel. You know, how much of that was that influenced by, you know, the, the, the opening day mantra of we want to win a Stanley Cup in six years by the owner or, or, or was it just opportunities became available and, and you felt like you need to jump on them? Yeah, the the, the Bill said in uh, the early years he wanted to win a Stanley Cup in six years. That didn't uh, that didn't have really any impact. I think we all sort of took it as tongue-in-cheek. I think at times we wanted to make the playoffs in six years, let alone win a championship. So that wasn't where it came from. George uh, McPhee and myself uh, want to win and uh, we did add some star players but we're as proud of the 
smaller moves, the Chandler Stevensons, the you know the Nick Waugh, the Alec Martinez, the Keegan Colasars, all those players were acquired uh, by trade as well. Brett Howden, uh, you know guys like that that we acquired through trade. So uh, you know the, the those bigger acquisitions tie into your previous question in terms of what we wanted a, a team to look like if we wanted if we wanted to compete for a championship. We needed you know a number one D, which uh, you know Petrangelo had been. He'd been a captain of a Stanley Cup winning team. We needed. You know, number one center, uh, a player like Jack Eichel. And then once we had Jack, Jack Eichel, our centers were uh, Eichel, uh, Stevenson, Carlson, and Nick Waugh, which really uh, gave us strength up the middle of, uh, middle of the ice. And that wasn't, you know, those player acquisitions weren't the only additions to your team. Bruce Cassidy, hire him in the offseason. From a distance anyways, it seems like he just added another layer to your team, a calmness, so to speak. Um, you know, working with him, uh, what kind of impact did he have just behind the scenes? Uh, you know, obviously a, a top coach in the NHL, but uh, what did Bruce add behind the scenes for your club? Uh, Bruce made our guys accountable. I, I felt that uh, he really shaped the team to the identity that we envisioned that it, uh, it should play with when we uh, you know put that roster together. We wanted to be a four-line team. We certainly were. We wanted to use all six defense. We certainly did. Uh, we were uh, big, we were strong, we could play uh, that game, and I think it, it dovetailed really nicely with what uh, how Bruce wanted his team to play. You mentioned the depth and, and having all those players to be able to rely on them. Uh, you know, some of it gets created by, you know, timing of acquisitions and you know in the media we have this conversation and fans have this conversation of hey they only did it because they were able to circumvent the cap quote unquote because of the additions and able to go on now that you're a team that's won it like do you have thoughts on on that whole conversation um could you repeat the question? I didn't quite catch uh, catch it all. Just, uh, you know, when, when we see a team win that has all this depth and, and people look at it and say, hey, they were able to make these acquisitions because the injuries timed up at the right time for trade deadline and the, the, they don't necessarily have the, the team compliant with the salary cap. Obviously, they're playing within the rules for the playoffs, but as a GM of the winning team, like, do you have thoughts on, on the conversation that happens for fans and media about teams that are over the cap in the playoffs? Well, the CBA is... Uh you know, the same for every team. Uh, you know, I, I guess if you're suggesting we were lucky, our captain had back surgery uh, on the 1st of February, then we were lucky. Uh, we added Ivan Barbashev, who was making $2.25 million, was a player that we were trying all season to add. Uh, we added Teddy Bluger and Jonathan Quick. So I, I don't, uh, I don't know if you're referring to our team or just a conversation uh, in general. But uh, the salary cap rules are uh, hard and fast for everyone. I think the other thing that uh, everyone seems okay with is when trades are made at the trade deadline with salary retained. That, in effect, is uh, uh, you know allowing a team to be over the cap also. So there's a lot of uh, machinations that go on with the salary cap. The one thing I've found is people, uh, by and large, don't know as much about it as they think they do. Kelly, you mentioned... Uh, uh player there that was one of the stars of the playoffs, the, the pickup of the deadline, Ivan Barbashev. Obviously, I imagine there's a lot of interest around the league. Is that a player that you're going to look to retain? Well, we've got uh, we've got a few UFAs. We're going to be able to keep our team together uh, you know, probably better than past champions have, just with respect to the salary cap. Uh, we've got uh, one restricted free agent. So those are all things that we're working on uh, between now uh, the draft now in June 1st, or July 1st, pardon me. 
You're listening to The People Show. We're joined by Kelly McCrimmon, Vegas Golden Knights GM. And Kelly, one of the things that, you know, I've heard from a lot of players, whether they played in Vegas or they're in your current roster, is players want to go to a place that they can win. But you have that state-of-the-art set up right now in Summerlin. Uh, quality of life is high. When you're recruiting or retaining players, how big of a role has that played for you and that setup played for you? Well, our players love playing in Las Vegas for a, mo- a number of reasons. It's a great place to live. All the players live very close together. They all live very close to our practice facility. Uh, there's no tax in the state of Nevada. And I think the other thing they really appreciate is that we're trying to win. We're not a team that's trying to make the playoffs or rebuilding, retooling, uh, trying to lose, which is uh, sometimes the case. We're trying to win. And I think players appreciate that. They're treated exceptionally well uh, by our organization. And uh, one of the things I thought was important for our team this year was how close they were. Uh, in, in the final game, um, the, the, the misfits uh, take to the ice. Uh, how special was that moment and, and how much planning kind of went into that? And uh, just that, like We know the connection the team has to the city, but that particular group, their connection to the city, can you speak on that? Yeah, I thought it was really classy by Bruce to uh, give those five players the chance to start. Will Carrier would have been the sixth player that, uh, that didn't start that night. And when you saw... Uh, later on uh, Twitter or the or the Vegas uh, website, you know how he did it in the dressing room. I think it would have been really appreciated by uh, the players that were those originals, and I think it would have been uh, appreciated by uh, the rest of their te- rest of the team being happy that they got uh, that they got that moment. And uh, I have to ask you, we got what did you think of uh, Wild Bill Carlson's uh, speech after <laughs> during the parade? <laughs> Well, I've done a few interviews since Saturday, and that's uh, been one of the questions I've been asked each time. And I answer it the same way. The ironic thing is he's the quietest guy in our team. He's called Wild Bill uh, in jest because he's the opposite of Wild. And uh, he had a day. And uh, to be honest, when he was uh, speaking, I was worried about him falling off the stage. I was worried about what he might say, and he uh, actually pulled it off pretty darn well. So. Uh, the legend grows for Wild Bill Carlson. Yeah, he was the talk of the NHL for a couple of days. Uh, one one question <laughs> yeah. here regarding Western Canada. The Stanley Cup will be staying in Western Canada a lot this summer. A number of WHL products, a number of Western Canadian hockey players on your team. What's it about the dub that resonates uh, with playoff, ho- playoff hockey? Obviously, your roots um, to the WHL as well. Is there something that you've kind of picked out when it comes to the WHL players? Well, I think some of those players we likely knew a little better than uh, than uh, we might have known other players or that other teams might have known. Um, you know, we've had uh, lots of Western League players, lots of Western Canadians uh, on our team. We've got lots of Western Canadians on our uh, amateur and pro scouting staff. And, uh, you know, they've uh, they've played exceptionally well. And, you know, I look at our... Uh, you know, current team, you've got your Stevenson, your Howden, your McNabb, your Theodores, your Mark Stones. I mean, the list uh, uh, the list goes on with, uh, you know, Keegan Coles are uh, another one. So uh, Zach Whitecloud, another one. I'm just going off the top of my head. But Western Canada certainly well represented, Manitoba well represented. And, uh, you know, I think those players uh, are tremendously proud uh, to play in Vegas. But, uh and, you know, we've got other players that are, you know, every bit as important. We just seem to mind the West pretty well. Uh, last one for you here. Um, as we get ready for the draft and, and the upcoming offseason, the, the, the term we hear all the time right now is 
Vegas defense. Everyone's chasing the Vegas defense. You're the copycat. But when when you're Vegas, uh, you have the template. Like, what is the evolution that you try to chase now moving forward? Well, I touched on our needs there with uh, Petrangelo mm-hmm. being a player that we thought we needed a guy like that. So that was uh, really important to us. Uh, the growth of two young defensemen that are both uh, homegrown, Zach Whitecloud, who was a college free agent, Nick Haig, who was a, a draft choice. Uh, you know, the trade for Alec Martinez, who was a two-time Stanley Cup champion when we acquired him, now a three-time Cup champion, Shea Theodore, who people uh, in British Columbia would know well as, uh, as an uber-talented, uh, you know, smooth-skating defenseman that played in the Western League uh, uh, in Seattle. And... Um, you know, we're not saying that's the only way you can do it. It's what worked for us. We had good chemistry on our uh, defense pairs. Braden, Matt, and McNabb, a real big, strong uh, defenseman as well from uh, from Saskatchewan. And uh, and well-coached. I liked their system. I thought uh, Bruce did a really good job of making it hard for people to get great scoring chances. Aiden Hill, uh, another Western League guy that I failed to mention, uh, was great in goal. And, uh, you know, it made us a pretty, uh, a pretty strong defensive team. Hey, Kelly, I uh, really appreciate this. Congratulations again, and uh, get to work on some selfies and uh, send them to the group chat for some friendly banter there with the execs. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> That's Kelly McCribbin, uh, Stanley Cup winning general manager for your Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, on the other side, uh, we'll continue with more reaction as far as the Patrick Alvine uh, and some thoughts coming to the inbox. If you want to grab a phone line, 604-280-0650. We'll open up the boards, uh, some of your reaction to what Patrick Alvine had to say. Coming up here on The People Show, home with the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.